In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly King, Paraclete, Spirit of Truth, you who are everywhere present and fill all things, treasury of all that is good, Master of life, come dwell within us, cleanse us from all stain, and save our souls, O good one. Mary, cause of our joy, pray for us. Father. Well, today uh, we're going to do two things. We're going to first finish up uh, chapter 12, which will be the end of the book of signs, and then in the second section, we're going to go back over the whole book of signs and just reflect on it together. What has John been teaching us? What has the Holy Spirit been teaching us through chapters 1 to 12? Then next time, we'll be ready to start chapter 13, which is the beginning of the book of glory. And it goes to the resurrection. You see, the passion is part of the glory because it's that radiant act of love in the midst of degradation and suffering by which we're saved. And so, uh, it's glory. All right. Uh, so, I want to look first now to finish off the, the book of signs. Um, we're going to have to look, we're going to be looking at chapter 12, of course, and we're going to start, even though I think we did a little bit of this last time, uh, with verse 37, and go from verse 37 to 50 uh, in the time we have here. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, oh, I should open up this one too. Excuse me. Having performed such signs in their presence or before them, they did not believe in him. Now that reflects the whole career of the word before the Incarnation. In John 1.11, we have the same thing. He came as a, among His own, and His own received Him not. Lamvanin, to receive, is a Johannine synonym for faith. Faith is a reception. You can understand why, because it's a yielding. Uh, and so, they didn't uh, believe Him. As the Logos of Isaiah, the prophet, um, so that it would be fulfilled which says, Lord, who believed our report? That line comes from Isaiah 53. Uh, we're going to need this, I think. Um, which is the beginning of the servant song. In other words, the notion of the servant being, as is going to be shown now, not attractive. You know, we turned our faces from him. We esteemed him as somebody who was wounded by God, and so forth, uh, smitten by God. Um, and uh, John sees that that work, that um, notion, is why there's a lack of faith. It's not emotionally attractive enough. It's not, you know, exciting enough. It's not, um, you know, rock star enough. Um, and so that's why he quotes this text who would believe because as the text goes on if you, I'm sure you remember 
uh, the text goes on. Um, you see, uh, who would believe what we have heard? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up like a sapling before him, like a shoot from the parched earth. There was in him no stately bearing to make us look at him, no appearance that would attract us to him. He was spurned and avoided by men, a man of suffering, accustomed to infirmity. He wasn't attractive if you're looking for a rock star, but he was deeply attractive if you're looking for the truth. And that's um, what John is saying as he begins this section, you see. Um, and the arm of the Lord, to whom has it been revealed, you see. Uh, that's why, you see, for this reason, uh, they could not believe because, as Isaiah said earlier in another place, uh, uh, their eyes were blinded and their hearts were hardened so that they might not see with their eyes or understand with their heart. Notice, understand is a work of the heart, not the mind. You can get formulas, you can build bridges, you can have, you know, you can prove there's no God with your mind, uh, but you can't know God with your mind. Uh, it's deeper than that. And so he's saying here, you see, uh, that's a text from Isaiah 6, 9. Uh, you see, these people, and this is God's complaint all the time. You don't believe me. You stub your toe and, oh, God's abandoned me. Instead of coming to me and saying, hey, God, I just stubbed my toe and I'm having a hard time believing in you and I'll help you. Go the other way. Think you're going to get all ready in your Sunday best and then show up before God. You know what? We don't have a Sunday best before God. We just don't. I've told you this many times before, but it's always attracted me. When somebody once said to St. Therese, what would you do if you committed a really bad sin? She said, I'd go straight to God the Father. Where else could I go? Now, that's a doctor of the church. She, she gets it. Okay. Uh, so they might see with their eyes and understand with their heart and uh, turn and be turned, if you will, and I will heal them. Now, uh, of course, the word is in Greek, strafosin, but I think I've mentioned before, I'm quite sure, maybe, well, if I hadn't, I'll tell you now. The uh, notion in Hebrew for, for, for uh, repentance is return, shuv. The very word for repentance is shuva. It means come back. Sin is going away from God. Repentance is coming back to God. Uh, and so he says here, you see, that they return and I heal them. If they come back, I can heal them. If they stay where they are, attached to their sin, and trying to make a bargain with me, you know, just a little bit of adultery, you know, or just a little bit of thievery at work, you know, I can't do anything for you. You've got to come back to me. And so that's what uh, uh, this is quoting, you see. And so uh, the Lord goes on saying, these things uh, Isaiah said because he saw his glory. Now, this is John talking, I'm sorry. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory. Um, 
that's the, the, the his prophetic vocation in chapter 6, remember? When he was in the temple and the heavens opened up and he saw these angels with six wings uh, crying out, Kavod, um, holy, 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 kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. And, and the rhythm of that reverberation of the angels worshiping God as holy, meaning completely different. The, the, the uh, lintel of the door of the temple shook in consonance because the, the, the temple, even its stones, recognize the truth of that. And they reverberate to it, as it, as it were. Um, you see, uh, see, he, uh, because Isaiah says these things because he saw his glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, even among the leaders, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they were not saying it publicly. So they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory of men rather than the glory of God. Now you would think you could work out a compromise. But you can't. If you believe, you've got to confess your faith. And uh, John is tough on this, as you know. Because, you see, uh, the, the glory that comes from men, he uses the same word, uh, the doxa from man, rather than the doxa from God. If God glorifies us, we're genuinely glorified. And so, he's uh, speaking that way. Then he goes on. Uh, that's the end of that reflection there, you see. Now we have another one. This is a summary proclamation of the whole book of signs, as I'll point out in a moment. Jesus cried aloud. He didn't say, by the way, I'd like to mention. You know. He cried out loud and said, The one who believes in me is not believing in me, but in the one who sent me. Did you hear it? If you believe in me, it goes right through me to my Father. It has to, because I am the reflection, eternal, glorious, infinite reflection of the Father. And that's where you get this notion, you see, uh, that you uh, <coughs> believe in the one who sent me. And... Uh, the one, the one seeing me sees the one who sent me. Not with our eyes, but with our heart. You see, the eyes of our heart open, Paul says, to see him, to know him. This is the, the concluding words of the book of signs. This is like a summary proclamation. Jesus is shouting out, Kradzo! shout, you know. Uh, think of what John is trying to say. Huh? He feels it so deeply. You've got to understand who I am. I've come among you. I walk among you. I talk among you. But I am the very image, eternal image, infinite, beautiful image of the Father. You believe in me, you believe in him. You understand? If you see me, you see him. Well, remember what he said to, to uh, Philip. Philip, don't you understand? He who has seen me has seen the Father. Don't you get it? 
Sometimes we don't. But if we gaze at him enough and talk to him enough, we will. We will get it. And so, see, I have come as light in the world so that everyone believing in me may not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not condemn him. But I, For I have not come to condemn the world, but that I might save the world. The one rejecting me and not receiving my words has one condemning him. The word which I spoke. Why? What is that word which Jesus speaks? Here is salvation. If you don't take it, you don't take it. It's up to you. It's here. And so, you've condemned yourself by not taking it. But to take it means what? I need it. I need salvation. I need help from God. I won't make it on my own. I cannot save myself. I need the mercy of God, which flows out from the heart of Jesus Christ in an infinite torrent. But the Word says, here is salvation. If you say, I don't need it, you see what you're saying, okay? Um, so that's he has the one that's condemning him. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me, he gave me command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is eternal life. His command is eternal life. So then what I speak, as the Father told me, that I speak. Every word you hear from my mouth is coming from the Father. Every word you hear. So when we read the Gospels, it's Jesus teaching us. But he is the very Logos of the Father. He's teaching us what the Father is saying. It's so beautiful. And the tragedy is we say, I'm too busy. Like, really, I, I, I come back some other time. Well, he will, but maybe we'll die before that. All right, that ends chapter 12. The last lines of chapter 12. What I speak, as the Father told me, that I speak. That's the conclusion of the whole first 12 chapters.